Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're checking us out on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can get alerted of all our great content right away. While you're at it, hit us with a like and a comment as well. Now, Pat P, man, let's get to our show. First quarter, first quarter, it's time for the check in an intense matchup sunday night football but before we get into the ball game let's check out our guy pat p quick rehab update for the listeners and the viewers and the viking fans and the nfl fans who are missing you in action not seeing you in action right now tell us a little bit how you feel how the progress progress is going right now with your hamstring everything's going along um pretty smoothly mac you know just taking it a day at a time getting Getting that good treatment on the on the on the old hammy, making sure that mm-hmm. it's ready to go once the number is called again. You know, so you know everything is looking good for me to to be uh, on schedule. Yeah. So minus and hopefully no setbacks um, occur, occur occur here in the next couple of weeks. You know, so just taking it a day at a time. I can find if I can finally sit down comfortably. Yeah. Now. I can tie my shoes with no stress now. So it's coming it's along. Progress. Yeah. yeah, I remember when you first, you know, injured your <laughs> hamstring, you couldn't sit down well. We were trying to record. Man, you was moving like he was 88 years old. Right. <laughs> down and getting up. And also, too, one, one thing that I saw from yesterday, you had some you had some TV time during the Sunday night game walking on the sideline. I said, man, Pat, people walking around pretty good. Look like you, you, you're walking without a limp. You know what I mean? Look yeah. like you was kind of moving around pretty good. So that that is definitely exciting to see. And I know you're hopeful because I know you're ready to get back out there with the guys. Oh, yeah and put back on the helmet in the number seven. So uh, keep everybody posted. You know, of course, you know, we had a lot of positive comments in last week's show, you know, uh, with Adam Thielen. If you guys missed that, it's in our feed. Make sure you check it out. And remember, Adam did give us the insight. He had a new touchdown dance. Yeah, give us, he, he kinda, did give us the dance. Yeah, yeah he, 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 showed, he showcased it against the Cowboys. He said he uh, would. He said he would, <laughs> and he did it. He did it. But, yeah, man, everybody was definitely, you know, it, hoping the best for you when it comes to rehab and so the viking fans are missing you uh they need you back out there so just do everything accordingly so right now schedule wise you know you had the bye week which was one week and you're scheduled to miss three games so that's basically a full month if everything goes accordingly so now you have two more games like you said right. with hoping hoping no setbacks or anything like that everything continue to progress in the right direction we should see you in the next two games out well after the next two games yeah Yep. 
Okay, well, let's now transition to some information, some news. Well, it's not news, but, you know, conversations that might not be as exciting as hearing Pat P's feeling pretty good. The Cowboys-Minnesota Vikings recap. Entertaining ball game. Sunday night is always a big deal. You're on a national stage. I can tell you this much, man. They did a great job in, in, in like the intro of the game. You got a chance to see, I don't know what bridge that is, but leading into the stadium and leading into, into the city where the stadium is and the stadium was all purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a real dope, dope view. Um, just going into where the stadium is, you see the stadium, the purple uh coming off the coming off the top of the uh, the roof. Uh but the Vikings lost 20 to 16. Eric got to check up what my what my prediction was. I know I was 23, in the 20s. 23 26. 23 26. We got a six in there, but we ain't got a three in there. Uh 23 20, 26 was my prediction. Um, you know, for the first time being on the sideline and not being able to play Pat P, what was the feeling like for you? And how did you try to stay engaged in the ball game? Oh, I was engaged. <laughs> I was engaged. I saw you had the I saw you had the earpiece. What's the earpiece about? Uh like you hearing what the play call is? Yeah, just hearing what the play call is and just going through my like if, if I was in the if I was in the game, you know, so getting a call. You know, if I was Cam, you know, going through my going through my checklist, basically, they give me two two by two. I'm thinking of these routes. You know, now now now, obviously, now I got to figure out what coverage we in. Now I got to understand what my health is. You know, knowing mm-hmm. understanding where I need to be to be successful in this defense. And and like I said, you know, formation recognition, three by ones. If they coming out in ace, understanding ace uh, uh, pass sets, mm-hmm. understand what they like to do in three by one kings. Understand what they like to do and spread. And that's kind of like my checklist. And now that it's time for me to get ready to play ball. And that's the same thing I was doing on the sideline as well. So gotcha. I'm definitely engaged. Yeah, look like a little mini coach out there with the earpiece <laughs> on with your ball cap, man, ball yeah. cap. And for y'all listeners, for the listeners and viewers that are, that are hearing us and checking us out, we appreciate you guys, you know, every episode. But you heard Pat P talk about ace. You heard Pat P talk about kings. Formational speaking offensively, we refer to formations as cards. Now, some teams might utilize numbers. You know what I mean? In college at Florida State, we utilized numbers, and it would be 11 personnel, 12 personnel, 10 personnel. 22, yeah. Yeah, 22 personnel, right? So that's the personnel that the offense comes out on the football field. NFL-wise, a lot of organizations, a lot of defenses, they they refer to the personnel as cards. So if you come out in a flush set, Right. Flush set is the same as a 10 personnel. 10 mm-hmm. personnel basically is one back, zero tight ends. Yeah. So when it comes to the number system, the first number is always the running back. The second number is always the tight end. So if it was 11 personnel, you have one back, one tight end. But when it comes to utilizing cards, flush, which is not an actual card, but it's a part of a card game, it will be 10 personnel, right? Ace, ace would be 12 personnel. So ace would be 12 personnel. Ace would be two tight ends, one running back. So when you guys hearing Pat refer to personnel-wise, checking the formation, they come out flush, they come out in ace, they come out in kings, you know what I mean? They come out in queens. That's what we're, that's football talk for us right now. So we just kind of educating you guys. Anytime you watch television, you watch a football show, you watch a football segment, if you hear a player or former player refer to offensive formations as kings, personnel, Flush personnel, ace personnel, queens personnel. You guys kind of know what we're talking about, right? So 
that's what he was saying. I know some some people might be like, what do you mean? So we try to educate as much as possible on this yeah. show. Uh, I feel like anytime you get an opportunity to learn, you understand and you watch it better. You know what I mean? So I know I know my mom watched football just as much as I do now. She know the game a lot more than what she did before I started playing. And being able to understand certain things makes her feel better when she watched the game. Like, oh yeah, I heard him say such and such. I know what Kings is. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's an amazing feeling. Watching the game with your mom and she'd be like, oh, they ain't Kings personnel. What? <laughs> where you get that from <laughs> yeah so that's what pat p was referring to i love hearing that though, pat I, 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 Tina May. no question no question <laughs> i i love hearing that because because i saw you walk on the side like pat p got a little earpiece I, I didn't know you know you you were actually involved in hearing what was coming from the sideline to the players so that's real good to be involved in the game and you're never losing the mental aspect right on the sideline heading right. into the ball game for sunday night personally did you think that Prescott would play? And what was your reaction when you heard he wasn't going to play? Um, I didn't think he was going to play initially, you know, hearing. I didn't either. Yeah, hearing the injury and obviously knowing how important and value, valuable he is to that team. And, you know, they're right now, I think they're still in a pretty good position in their division. You know, get him. It came off a bye week. So, you know, give him an extra week to heal up and get ready for the stretch that they are uh, um, preparing for. Uh, to finish off their season. So um, it wasn't shocking to me, you know, but at the same time, you, as a, as a team, as an opposing team, you, you don't want to get caught up in that because, you know, coach made a great point. You know, we can't care about who plays because at the same time you get, you get caught up in that, then you kind of relax. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, all right, we pop to play against uh, Cooper Rush. And, you know, we never saw him on tape, you know I mean? Had a pretty good night. But, you know, you, you kind of get that mindset, you know, uh, you can kind of go lack of days ago or whatever. But as a as a team, we got to build that mindset of, all right, we really, we, we definitely got to go kill now. Not yeah. saying that it happened, but that's something that, you know, we got to uh, be able to build um, as a team. But I wasn't shocked or surprised um, hearing the news that he wasn't going to play. Yeah, I wasn't either. You remember last week's episode, you know, getting ready for that Sunday night game against the Cowboys, I said, I don't expect to see him play. Because he had a, huge, a significant limp the last time we saw them against the Patriots. And right. Vegas also, you know, kind of was giving indications right. of what was going to happen because the line switched dramatically. Initially, the Cowboys were a two and a half point favorite. And then during the week of before Sunday's night, Sunday night game, uh, Sunday night's game, you guys became the favorite. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So clearly they knew something and Vegas always knows something when it comes to gambling. And uh, that was the first indicate indicator that he wouldn't potentially play based on the lines, seeing the movement in the lines. Cooper Rush, you're talking about his first start, 25 of 40, 325, two touchdowns, one interceptions. Uh, basically benefited on huge plays, splash-like plays. We saw a long touchdown reception to Cedric Wilson. I played with Cedric Wilson's dad in Pittsburgh, said Wilson went to Tennessee. Uh, huge, huge touchdown reception in a cover two standpoint. Looked like the safeties got a little too wide, left the middle of the football field wide open. Uh, we also saw a few uh, chunk plays to Amari Cooper. Um, but looking at defensively, you know, what were some things that could have done, could have been done better? You know what I mean? And you guys were able to put some pressure because think about this the score was 20 to 16, seems like forever it was 10 10. For right. a long, long time. And <laughs> yeah. the splash plays kind of happened, especially in the fourth quarter. But, you know, it, there, there were a few plays that were left on the football field. From your from your viewpoint on the sideline, you know, what did you notice, you know, as far as, you know, being able to do some things differently uh, that probably would have put you guys in a better position to win the ball game? Um, I think just overall 
just playing more together at the same time, you know. And when I when I say that, here's the meaning. Like, you know, if we're playing cover two, you know, play your responsibility to your best ability so you don't put stress on other other positions in the uh, in the secondary or in the linebacker position. As far as if you got cover two, you're supposed to force a corner, the, the receiver inside. Inside. You know what I mean? Because if you force them outside, that puts stress on the safeties. The safety. Force yep. them to get on their hat, on their landmark. And now they have to get even wider because now they're kind of threatened. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Not having the ability. And that's where, you know, defense is so beautiful because in football at the same time, because it's, a, it's really a team game and everybody has to do their job at the best of their ability. You know what I mean? Even in man-to-man coverage, you know, if mm-hmm. you're in man-to-man coverage, you got to be inside, stay inside. You know, in, in cover three, same thing. The main thing in cover three, what you want to do, Matt, funnel everything to the who? To the, to the safety. safety. So you want to be, you know, low hip, low hip outside to force mm-hmm. everything to your help. So and the same thing, vice versa, when it comes to, you know, spilling blocks, hammering blocks, you know, um, you know, crashing, crashing the uh, um, the y, uh, the yo-yo motions, you know, things like that. You know, so, um, you know, it just it just all comes down to everybody being on the same page and everybody doing their job on that particular play yeah. at the best of their ability. You know, one thing that used to help us out a lot in Pittsburgh, like Thursday would be our extended day, to say the least, when it comes to watching tape. So, of course, you have our normal work schedule, you know, on the, on the pr- watching tape before practice and then we practice and after practice, we get off the field around three o'clock. So we probably devoted, let's say around 4.30. We'll order food in, right? We'll order like something. We have catered food from one of the closest restaurants to the facility. And 4.30, we'll devote at least an hour to watch tape together. So it would be the secondary guys and the second level guys. Linebackers, and we ran three, four. So, you know, we had outside linebackers and of course inside backers. So what we do, Pat P, let's say we're getting ready for the Baltimore Ravens, right? We would go over third down situations, red zone, and a few critical in between the 20 like plays that they ran. What we would do is get a play call, right? From the sideline, quote unquote, we all in the meeting room together. So let's yeah, say it's tight will, it's, it's like, let's say it's a tight will, two, uh, tight will me two busters, something like that. Now as a corner, we come out, we see the formation coming out on tape. We all watch tape together. So now I'm talking to the safety, ARC, tight split, watch the under, watch the under, we're communicating. Right. Or oh, I tell Debo, James Harrison, hey, watch the watch the crack, watch the crack. I got you if he come. I got you if he come. So now we're we're literally talking like how we will be talking on Sunday. And when we started doing that, man, we just we just took off. Like right. everything that we were seeing on Thursday that we were watching and verbally communicating with, we it transitioned to the football field on Sunday, and then we. We were already on the same page because we played together, you know, for, for so many years, but the continuity just went to a whole nother level. You know what I mean? And that's something you guys, and then what we do is, like I said, you know, we eat, we fraternize, but we study it. So now the inside linebackers are communicating, they hear us talking. Hey, and we're seeing everything verbal, I mean, visually, and we just communicating. Being transparent on the football field, especially defensively, is so important. Mm-hmm. So important. Like, prime example, you know, you, you see on this situation, hey, hey, y'all, hey, RC, he got a tight split. He liked that curl. So be be mindful. I get that curl, lean to my side, I'm gone. Yeah. So they curl and go me, I'm gonna need you to be there. Just let yeah. me know if you can't be there. Now I'm gonna yeah. play honest. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or if you, yeah. see, if you see Debo or Lamar Whitley, hey, they getting pressure. Hey man, how you feeling? Can I, can I get ready to squat on something? 
Mm-hmm. I got it. I got you. Yeah. When I hit my hip, when I hit my hip, you know what time it is. I got you. Let's go. Yeah. I'm squatting, but you better get there. Right, see, <laughs> I'm squatting, so just be over the top. But that's how that's how it flows. You know what I mean? Just being able to communicate. And it's funny you talked about just being on the same page. You know what I mean? That those are things that we were able to do to help us elevate to be a top tier like defense. Um, the losing is already very, very difficult to lose. But the way you guys lost, and you look at some of the more devastating loss, close losses, you know, how damaging was Sunday's loss, you know, when it comes to playoff hopes, in your opinion? Um, you know, it would be cliche to be like, you know, you know, we still got time. But the truth of the matter is we don't have much time left. You know, we got to get this thing right and turned around now. You know, I, well, I believe we what got we played seven games, so we got 11 games left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got 11 games. 17, 17 game season. Yeah, so we got 11 game season, man, to to really ten dig left. down we got deep. 10 left. Well, a 10 game season, I'm sorry. 10, uh, 10 game season to really dig down deep and, you know, really dissect ourselves and, and really ask ourselves how bad do we want it? You know, no question. we got the talent. You know, we got everything that we that we need to, to compete, you know, but it's coming down to those those, I won't call them little things because they're so big, but they are little because, you, you know, um, I'm, I won't necessarily call them little, but we have to find a way to clean up, you know, the mistakes that we're making, you know, in all phases of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So making sure we're on the same page on, you know, offense, defense, special teams, you know, that comes with, you know, with everything that 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 contribute into winning ball games. you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that hurt that 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 loss last night definitely hurt a little bit. You know what I mean? But um, we still just have just a little bit enough time, just enough time to to still go where we where we where we where we want to go. You know yeah. what I mean? I think we like the I think we rank eighth right now in, in the NFC. So, yeah. And remember the top time. seven, the top yeah. seven get in. So it's still time. You know what I mean? But we got to get it turned around pretty quickly. Got to, you got to, and you still have time, but you don't want to have, you don't want to have those scoreboard watch at the end of the season, needing yeah. help to get yeah. in. You want to control your own destiny. You know, Cam Dantzler filled in for you this past Sunday night. Uh, you know, how would you evaluate Cam's performance from what you saw, um, you know, Sunday night against the Cowboys? Well, I thought Cam made some plays. You know, you know, I think of some plays out there that he wish he could have made. Um, as well, you know, I thought he played solid. I thought he played within himself. Um, I thought he was extremely focused throughout the game. Um, I thought he tackled well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I just thought he had an all-around game. It's just a couple of things that, you know, we, we have to clean up, especially down in the red zone. Like I told him, I thought he was a little bit too deep. You know, it gave Amari, an opportunity, Amari uh, an opportunity to really dissect what's going on. And, you know, and it was like, I think that's at the five-yard line. And, you know, our whole deal when you're in the red zone, especially in that, that situation, you want to split the difference. You know, it's mm-hmm. the reason why you want to split the difference because you want to get your hands on the receiver as quick as possible to have him more worried about you and give you a better opportunity to wash him away from the spot where the quarterback is throwing the ball. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So um, I think, you know, just a, a couple small technical things that we can clean up. Uh, hopefully we can clean those up this week and he can have even a, a better game um, come Sunday. And that's just the life of a DB, man. You know, um, 
Like I said, you can make plays all game. Make plays give up all one. Game. Give up that one touchdown at the end of the game. That mm-hmm. lost it. No question. You know, nobody else remember. You know what happened the throughout good. the course of the game. So yes, sir. That's why y'all you know, got to be on alert. Yeah, that's why I tell them. I just we uh we're the bad guys to the offense and the and the other guys. I don't I don't want to say the name because I don't want to get fined. Mm-hmm. But um and also. Um, the bad guys, you know, you know, not, the, yeah, the bad guys to the, you know, to the world as well. You know what I mean? Sometimes, where, you know, you can be, you can be good one day, but if you give up that one play that, you know, costs something. Yeah. You can't be, you won't be, you be looked at different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, I thought he had that interception that had been huge. He couldn't get his hands on it. Yeah, I did too, man. Yeah. I did. That would have been big. Man. That been yeah. That had been a big play. Uh, you know, we normally highlight cornerbacks, of course, but we got to highlight Xavier Woods. I mean, you've been high on Xavier since, you know, signing with the Vikings and being on the grass and seeing everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight tackles, an interception, a sack on Sunday. Played against his former team, the Dallas Cowboys, man. Yeah. But, you know, how special was he this past Sunday night against the Cowboys? Man, it's been solid all year, but this this right here, I, I think, was a, a breakout game, you know, for the for the season for him. You know, yeah, to, to have a really all-around solid performance like that, you know, I knew that game meant a lot for him and to him. Um, wish he was able to get the dub for him, um, but unfortunately, he wasn't. But you know, he played lights out. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he took it to another level when the lights came on. You know, Daddy Smooth came out. You know, <laughs> he came out the party, man. And, yeah, uh, he did. He played well, played hard, played yeah. well. Yeah, and then, like I said, he always play hard. You know, he always going to yeah. be around the ball. He always going to make sound tackles. He always going to be doing his responsibility 100%. It was just, I don't know. You know, he saw that star and them lights was bright. Yeah. Wolverine came out, goddammit. Yes, sir. Well, keep it coming. X, keep it coming. You got another big one this upcoming Sunday, so make sure you keep it coming. Uh, outside of the loss, man, and some bad news coming from the defense, uh, Daniel Hunter is out for the season with a pec injury. What type of blow is that? Man, I know a, what type of blow it is, but you know, can you elaborate on what he means yeah, to the defense? That's a big blow, man. Having, you know, one of the league's top pass rushers, you know, not in the lineup is is huge. You know, mm-hmm. that, that that accounts for at least a couple seconds, a tenth of a second, you know, that the quarterback may have uh that he don't usually have uh with uh Daniel in the lineup. But you know, you know, it's just you know, you know how it is, Matt. You know, in this business, you never know what's going to happen. You have to be ready. You have to be prepared. You have to be prepared for the unknown. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to be prepared for the unknown because you never know what's going to happen throughout the course of a 17 week now, a 17 week, uh, I'm sorry, 18 week season. Yeah. You Seven, know, so, 18 weeks, 17 games. Yeah. So, um, you know, you just have to always, man, I, I pray that the Lord can just keep his hands on us, cover cover us in, the, uh, in his blood just as long as possible, man, because we know you're going to deal with injuries and you just hope that you don't deal with any significant injuries to where you're losing guys for the season. Yeah, you know, It just makes it um, that much difficult to really go out there and, um, you know, um, be able to call what you you know want to call. Yeah, he had six sacks through seven games. Man, yeah. an elite-like pass rusher. 
uh, his presence will be missed. And uh, hopefully guys can come together on a the, on the bright note. Everson Griffin has really been playing pretty good football. You know what yeah. I mean? He's been been able to provide a spark. You're going to need more than Everson, though. There's going to be an yeah. all-hands-on-deck mentality knowing that Daniel won't be in the lineup for the rest of the season. 100%. Now it's time for the Ravens preview. That's the next ball game for the Minnesota Vikings. Every week is going to be a big-time challenge. You have a playoff-caliber team, a team that has championship aspirations, a team that has an electrifying, probably the most electrifying play at the quarterback position in Lamar Jackson. On a previous, on, on, a, on one of our previous episodes, you said you'd much rather game plan for Tom Brady than Lamar Jackson. Well, Pat P, Coach P, how do you plan to game plan for Lamar? Man, you know what I'm gonna do? Well, this is this is my game plan. I gotta, I gotta send one of the equipment guys over to the uh, Ravens locker room somehow. Get in there somehow, some way the night before, Saturday night. Get into the stadium, you know, sneak into one of the vents or something, and find Lamar Action Jackson's locker. Find his locker, and just take all the shoes. The man, man, he, the man might still go out there and. and, and Barefoot. Happen with no cleats. No question. <laughs> but no go question. out there and just and just you know take all the spikes off his shoes or something. You know that's that's that'd be my game plan. Send one of the equipment guys in there and go take his shoes, man. But no, nah, seriously though. But Lamar is uh he's special, man. He's he he's one of a kind to to uh, game plan for now that you know he's getting better with throwing the ball, um, finding all type of receivers. Um, you know, everybody's involved in that offense, you know, and they're running and they have everything available, you know, mm -hmm. from RPOs, read options to, you know, to to spread offense, you know, to to uh, hippo sets, you know what I mean? So, yeah, they have it all. So um, um, my hands are, are definitely full um, going in there trying to defend um, Action Jackson and the Ravens. And. You know, Baltimore, they don't have a traditional number one like wide receiver. The best pass catcher is tight end. Mark Andrews coming from Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma. But they don't have a traditional number one. So how do you plan, uh, you know, how do you treat their offense? And when you look at the th the threats at wide receivers, you know, how is there certain things you guys do in this situation where they don't have a legit number one, but they got some guys that can do some damage if you allow them to? Man, honestly, man, we just can't give up the big, the long ball. Yes, the splash plays it. Keep everything team, in front of you. Yeah, teams don't want to be able to throw outs, comebacks, mm -hmm. slants all the way down the field. They're not patient enough to oh, do that. Hey, real quick, I don't want to cut you off, but one quick story. The great, the legendary Dick LeBeau, arguably the best coach, defensive coach I've been around. Well, I've been around Mickey Andrews as well, so I've been in football heaven. So I'm not going to say who's the best, but very, very instinctive, and he Hall of Famer, right? He told us one time, Pat P, he said, you got to understand something about offenses and offensive coordinators. They're egocentric. They yeah. have to feed their ego. So if you make them go the length of the football field, they don't want to do that for four quarters. Mm -hmm. If you're giving them comebacks, outs, stop routes, it's okay. They're converting third downs. They're, they're moving, but they eventually want to take shots. That's just how they are. Mm -hmm. But if you force them to go the length of the football field, they're going to give you a play that you can make. You just got to make it. And that's something that I thought about while you were just talking, saying make them go the length of the football field. Because even if they can drive, think about this, listeners and viewers. For all our fans, everybody that's checking us out on this episode right now, how many times have you watched a football game 
college or NFL? First and 10, they run the ball, get six yards. What do they do on second down? Throw. Why? It's second and four. If you just ran the ball on first down for six yards, why don't you run the ball on second down and see if you can get another five or six yards? That's instantly a first down. But they throw on second and four, incomplete. Now you're throwing on the, now you you basically got to throw. It's Mm -hmm. an obvious third down situation. It's the same thing. So for us in Pittsburgh, we used to play to do what they didn't want. We used to play to make them do what they didn't want to do. Right. And Coach LeBoy, listen, they're going to take a shot. They can, they, yeah, we're giving, go ahead. If they want, because we felt like there was an offense that was good enough to drive the length, on, length of the football field on us for four quarters. So you know what? If you all want to get these little five-yard stops, these comebacks, go ahead. But listen, they're going to hit you with a double move. I need you to be where you're supposed to be. That yeah. is the weakness of our defense right now. If I tell you to play inside leverage, guess what? The weakness is probably going to give up a comeback outside, an out route. And it happens. Just yeah. tackle the catch. Yep. But let's see if they want to do it the length of the football field. And like you just said, they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. That, yep. That's that's you see that time and time again. And if you guys can factor that in, Pat B, I mean, I watch, I was watching Michigan State against Michigan this Saturday. I was watching because I had them in my parlay. I had Michigan <laughs> plus plus four, right? I had them in my parlay. <laughs> Kenneth Walker, the running back for Michigan State, he should have had 400 yards against Michigan. He only had 20-something carries for 175, something like that. He run the ball. Yeah, full touchdown, right? Yeah, he, five, he had five touchdowns. Pat uh-huh. Pete, he run the ball on first down, got eight yards. It's second and two. Why are you throwing the ball on second yeah. and two? You got one of the best backs in the country. Why are you throwing? Offensive coordinators, if I'm lying, I'm flying. Listeners and viewers, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. How many times you watch a game, first down, they get five, six yards. Oh, third down, second down, they're going to throw. It doesn't make any sense. But go ahead, Pat. You got me fired up. I was just, you know, that's just how it is. Oh, well, yeah, just to, you know, conclude it, you have to make them go to go the length of the football field because slants, like we was, like I was talking about, slants, comebacks, curls, as long as we uh, tackle the catch, that's not going to beat us, you know. So um, we just have to make sure we're able to do that and just play our assignments, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily – more so worried about what they can do or what they're going to do. Like you said, all defense, every defense, every defense have a weakness. But yep. at the same time, if you play your assignment and be where you're supposed to be, nine times out of ten, we're going to get out of that down. You know, because you gotta, you gotta think the pass rush is going to get there. Those guys getting their hands up, forcing the quarterback to get off his spot. And next thing you know, you can make a play because guess what? You're where you're supposed to be. Yes, just be where you're supposed to be. It's going to happen. They're going to try you. You know what I mean? Just be patient. Just play within the game, man. And 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 that's that has been the and, and I guess then something that needs to improve. You talk just splash plays. If you yeah. make teams drive the length of the football field and buckle down and play elbow defense, bend but don't break, and force them to kick field goals, you're gonna win more than you're gonna lose. Yeah, that's just the name of the game. Yeah, name it. defensively. Uh, real quick with the Baltimore Ravens, they got a top tier level player in the secondary, Marlon Humphrey, one of the highest paid cornerbacks in the game. Uh, you know, from Alabama, you know what I mean? Wearing a number 44. You don't see too many DBs rock 44. You know, yeah. I mean? you got to have some guts and know your game is A1 to rock 44. Uh, but what do you appreciate about Marlon Humphrey's game? Um, I appreciate Marlon's grit, you know, the way he approached yeah. the game. Um, you know, his understanding of the game, just and his, 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 the way he competes. You know, he competes every Sunday. He he wants that action every Sunday and, and he's able to play you know, multiple, multiple positions uh, on the field, you know, yep. uh, you know, so he has a, a, a really, really sharp game, been uh, 
been a fan of his game ever since, you know, he, he hopped on the scene, you know, uh, mm -hmm. so, um, he's doing a lot of great things throughout his career, you know, you know, praying that he can keep that up and, you know, continue to, to cement his name and um, with some great company. Okay. And finally, you kind of hit on this defensively when it comes to improving and trying to get a victory, but what, what are the keys to a victory overall team-wise, you know, offensively? Yeah, overall team-wise, uh, obviously you got to start fast in order to finish. You mm -hmm. know, well, we got to start fast as, as a team, finish. Um, on the road, we got to have – we got uh, to gotta play with great special teams by flipping the field, making field goals, um, maybe creating a turnover on, on, on special teams will be huge. Um, offense, you know, converting on third down, scoring in the red zone, you know, uh, finding a, and getting that running game going. I think that's what uh, will allow everything else um, to open up. You know, so for me, I'm thinking I need, I need, I want to see at least 120 on the ground. I'm trying uh, to figure. Defense. I thought we were gonna see Cookie Monster. I thought we were gonna see. And I did too, man. I man, did. get the man the ball. Give him the ball. Get the man the ball. Uh, Give 33 the ball. Yeah, on defense. Um, no splash, no splash plays. You can't give up any plays over twenty. Um, we got to be. We have. I, I believe in this game. We have to be able to keep Lamar off the field. And by me saying, I I believe we have to force at least at least five three and outs. Mm -hmm. At least five three and outs to to keep him off the field. And be able to, to give our offense uh, the ball back uh, quick as quick as possible. And lastly, um, you know, I know this is a tough, you know, ask, and everybody's been trying to do it over the last five years. But you know, minimize the splash plays from Lamar as well. You know, on the ground. Yeah. So um, I know, obviously, you know, those are a lot of uh, wishes there. But I believe if we're able to do that, you know, we'll have a good opportunity to win it. Okay, well, here go my prediction. Here go my my prediction. I'm I'm siding like in the my total is looking like it's going to hit the under. I don't know what the uh, what the uh, over under is yet for this game. I'm gonna go ahead and check that. Eric, see if you can find the over under for this game. My my total has been growing this watermelon uh -oh. for five months. Oh, that ain't the total under. Uh, 24-23 in favor of the Minnesota Vikings. A total of forty seven points. I don't know what the total is, but 23-24 Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota would then they will be, you guys would be four and four, right? Yeah. You're four, you're three and four right now. You'd be four and four then. 500, basically at the midway point. 24-23 Minnesota Vikings. Let's go. Skull check in. Go get it. There are a lot of ways to get fit and stay fit that don't always involve super strict diets, two-a-days at the gym, or these weird teas they have out now. That may work for some, but definitely not for everyone. So instead of trying to cram your life into someone else's ideal of health, try Noom. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to find a healthier balance for your life. I told you guys, I started using Noom a few months ago. <clears throat> You see the results. And since then, I've seen, the dis I've seen a difference in my understanding of food. I shop differently, which means I eat differently. I'm not on a path to lose weight, 
but I'm on a path to have more energy and feel less stressed. And Noom has helped me in those categories. I have more energy to stay up late for Monday and Thursday night football and wake up super early in the morning to take my kids to school. Take it from me. I don't need rules. Just the knowledge and the wisdom to empower you to be build smarter, more sustainable habits. And trust me, I can still cheat from time to time because I don't have to worry about ruining the whole program with one day off. Noom helps me get back on track with just one 10-minute daily check-in. So start building better habits for your healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash ATC. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash ATC to start your trial today. Now it's time for Around the League. Here's where we tap into news throughout the NFL. Big time news. Just dropped today. Von Miller traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Pat P, what was your reaction? I mean, should we hit you with a has Pat heard? Because I don't know if you no, ever heard. I heard this. Yeah. As soon as I, when I saw it, all I could think was, Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood swinging. Boy, out there Los Angeles. Von Miller trades to the Rams. Hey. The Broncos boy, just basically hey. trying to blow it up. The Rams are the new L.A. Lakers, boy. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they say he going to play Sunday oh, against man. the Tennessee Titans without King Henry. So The, the Rams uh, got, are the new L.A. Lakers, boy. They boy, get they all superstars from everywhere. They don't get giving away all draft picks. Don't care what the contract is. Yeah. We want them. We try to win the we we try to win the Super Bowl here in La La Land, man. And it's there in Los Angeles, so fine <laughs> stadium. You, you got Matthew the- Stafford playing lights out. You got now you added another bona fide quarterback go getter. Yeah, <laughs> and you already got Aaron Donald. You got Leonard Floyd. The only issue with the Rams, they got to do a better job in stopping the run. But heck, if they get a lead, man, listen, who they, they, they get they get exactly <laughs> they get a lead. Boys score thirty eight points a game, man. At some point, they're gonna stop somebody and have a, a a ten point lead and force the team to throw the ball. Come on, Mac. <laughs> yeah, I, I well. that's just like that's just like the Kansas City Chiefs were. Mm-hmm. You know, they couldn't stop the run, but they get a lead. They get a, they get, I, I, they I get up by. Pat my homeboy, he going to put up yeah. 40 a game. <laughs> and the way how the Rams doing right now, Lord, have mercy, yeah. But Von Miller trade to the Rams, that was the biggest oh, news, man. I think, of today. Mac, uh, I saw that, man. All I could do is lie. I said, that's exactly what I said, Mac. I ain't lying. I said, Hollywood is swinging, boy. They trying to, they trying to buy a championship <laughs> by any means necessary. I'm not mad at them. Me that's, hey, that's the name of the game. No question. If you no got question. it, why not go get it? If the, if the draft picks don't mean nothing to you, you won't uh, don't mean nothing. I don't even know they thing. gave up. That's the they thing. gave up a second and a third. A that second. has to be Mac heard. <laughs> wow, I hadn't heard that. They gave up a second and a third. That's a nice win for yeah. Denver because they wasn't going to sign them back, and and, yeah. and Vaughn is not going to help them get to the playoffs. Hmm. So that's a good move for both teams, in my opinion. And one thing about the Rams, they don't value draft picks. No, that's what I'm saying. They're giving away. No question. No question. The state of the let's go back time to wait. Let's go back to you. So the Denver is paying nine million of his remaining nine point seven million this year. So Denver ate half of his salary, but they also get draft picks in return. And the Rams are only uh responsible for nine seven of his deal for the rest of the year. Let's go to the state of the 2011 draft class, your draft class. After this deal. Now, just one 
of the top 10 picks are still playing for the team that drafted them. Cam Newton, of course, not with the, not with, uh, the Panthers, Vaughn, Marcel Darius, A.J. Green, Pat, Julio, Alden Smith, Jake Locker, uh, Tyron, uh, Tyron Smith is the only one who's still with his team, and he's with the Cowboys. Cam Jordan, uh, also Mark Ingram went back to New Orleans, Jimmy Smith, or uh, with the team that drafted. Boy, that's a nice class, though. Let me see. Hall of Famer. All right. Vaughn Miller, Hall of Fame. A.J. Green, Hall of Fame. Peterson, Hall of Fame. Julio Jones, Hall of Fame. Boy, if Alden Smith would have kept his head clean. Mm. Lord have mercy. One to, Cam Jordan, Hall of Fame. I think Tyron Smith, Hall of Fame. Ain't, J, ain't, ain't J.J. in that draft, too? Yeah, J.J., Richard J. Sherman. Hall, Sherman. Uh, Herman, Hall of Fame. Yeah, J.J. Hey. Oh, uh, I think. Cam? Uh, Cam should get in the Hall as well. Bobby might. Wagner? Yeah, he might be a year after me. Check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna check that out. Y'all ain't gonna get y'all ain't gonna claim Bobby, Bobby Wagner. No, I, he might be he might be 2012. Yeah, he ain't in that draft. That draft I know, I know, I know we're not far off though. I know he's like right up, right up under me, or we're the same age. I know he's like year 10, maybe year 11. Well, it's a lot of all pros. It's a lot yeah, of 2012. Camps. So that was year off. Yeah, he he yeah. Hey, I'm trying to think what linebackers we had, what, what linebackers we have. It was a in that middle in the middle of the first round. It was some top names too, because remember JJ was like outside. The, he was before the teens. I think he was like yeah. 10, Is 11, 12. Or was he in the yeah. teens? Mm. Man, well yeah, that twenty eleven. It's it's JJ was eleven. I was right. He was eleven. Yeah. So big news of the day: Von Miller getting traded to the Rams. Uh, process headed into the trade deadline. Uh, when you look at the Vikings, hearing the news with uh, Daniil not being, you know, healthy, he will be on IR. You know, what's the mindset? You guys traded away uh, Steven Weatherly last week to the Broncos because they definitely needed some linebacker, I mean, some edge rushing help. Um, do you guys think, do you think you guys will make a move to try to, you know, solidify this playoff push that you have to make happen, especially knowing, you know, the, the information and news regarding Hunter? You know, Mac, I have no idea, you know, but, you know, knowing how competitive the coaches are, knowing how competitive Rick is, I'm sure they'll make some moves uh, before tomorrow's deadline. You know, um, yeah. you know I'm, I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. And other news throughout the NFL. I don't know if you heard this, Pat, but literally before the Falcons played the Carolina Panthers, Calvin really uh, announced that he will be taking some time stepping away from the team, uh, you know, to, to focus on his mental health. A uh, statement coming from Calvin these past few weeks have been very, very challenging. And as much as I like to be on the field competing with my teammates, I need to step away from football at this time to focus on my mental well-being. Uh, when you heard that news, you know, you know, how surprised were you? Um, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't hear it um, yesterday. Sunday. I saw it, yeah, I, I saw it today. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, but... Like we talked about, man, you know, you know yourself. And if you feel like, you, you know, that, that that was a time for you to step away, for you to deal with whatever you was dealing with, for you to, you know, be more at ease, you know, more kudos to him, you know, more power to him. You know what I mean? It was, um, you know, you commend him for recognizing it. You know, I'm happy that, you know, it's, it's such a big deal now. It's making people more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel like a couple of years ago, this probably probably wouldn't have came out. He would have probably toughed it out, whatever the situation he was dealing with. 
went out there and Lord forbid what could have happened. Yeah. Because his head wasn't in the game. You know, you know what I mean? So um, you know, like I said, more power to him that he was able to identify that, you know, he wasn't, you know, fully focused and in tune with know his responsibility and his duty to his teammates and to his team and to the organization. So he felt it was best for him to step away and and, and, and uh, furthermore deal with what he, you know, had to deal with, you know, so yeah. um, Calvin, man, you know, pray that you get the help that you need, brother, and come back stronger than, um, stronger than, stronger than ever. No doubt. No doubt. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with some of the best performances of the week. Plus seven questions. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Now it's time for All Things Covered Awards. We're dishing out two awards weekly. And for those that live up to our show name and have All Things Covered. First and foremost, let's start the defense, right? It's not a particular player. It's the entire unit. The New Orleans Saints had themselves, they had a date for three turnovers from Tom Brady, two interceptions, one fumble, and a pick six coming from a former, a former no, P.J. Williams with an outstanding interception to the house to seal the deal against their division foe in the new in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know what it is about yeah, can't beat Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady yeah. and the New Orleans Saints, he don't play well. Against New Orleans, especially down there in Louisiana. Hey, so, but, but hey, if it's the last game of anybody, if it's the last game for you to live, and he was playing the freaking Saints, are you are you looking to live, or you think you're gonna die? Knowing the record right now that he don't I'm play well down. against him in the playoffs, I'm taking in the playoffs. Oh, I mean, I'm not in the playoffs. I'm talking about in the regular season. Regular Knowing season. that you don't play well against them in the regular yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady got to play one game. Against the Saints you. in the regular season, I see, I got, you, you expect put your life to live or you expect to die. If, if you, football wise, if you can put your life in anybody's hand, I think you should put it in Tom's hand. Baby Jesus, man, no question. <laughs> and you know he's gonna be fired up the next time. And, and that's all you gotta play. tell him. Be like Tom, I'm gonna die here. 
You gonna hit what, what that face? He, what that face he made when he was down uh, with a minute, a minute or something to go against Dallas? He gonna get it. That, 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 that number twelve. Yeah, he had a man, bad. Tom ball. gonna make it hurt when it counts, man. I'm telling you, man. That's the oh man, it's gonna sting too. Cause you see them boy were talking trash. They, they uh, Chauncey hey, got the Johnson. He just tallying it all up. Cause they did the same yeah. thing last year. They did. They, they did. did. The they celebrated. They celebrated. They danced bad. And and Tom came in there and put up forty on them in the playoffs. Sent them home. <laughs> Send him home, like you said, it's gonna hurt, boy. That thing gonna sting when he happened, man. Yeah, it's gonna be much. It's, if they meet up in the playoff again, it's gonna be bigger than the game it, than it was last year. And also to remember, they are, if they meet up again in the play, well, they got they gonna see each other again before the season over. Yeah. Jameis, you know, fellow a friend of the show, we had him on the show uh, last year. Won't be playing because he tore his ACL. So let's see uh, what they can do without their starting quarterback in Jameis Winston. Offensively, man, when I tell you this game. Spoil a parlay for me. The Jets. Well, they beat Cincinnati. Not only did they beat Cincinnati, they covered. They covered the money line, and because of that, we got to give our offense award to rookie Mike White. Mm. I don't. You probably never heard of Mike White before. Anyway, nah, but I did. Yeah. I, when I did, I was flipping through the game standings because I was chilling. Before I uh, went to the uh, to the game, I saw number five. Cause I saw the Jets had resigned um, Joe Flacco. Flacco. They brought him back. Yeah, they traded. So I'm like, damn hey, man, Joe Flacco looked kind of short out there, man. Because <laughs> you know, and Joe Mike Flacco White. Taller. I was like, no, oh, they ain't Joe, but he was That's out Mike. there throwing that rock. Man, boy. Mike was letting it go. Man, shout out to Mike White versus the Bengals, 37 to 45. He threw the ball 45 times for over 400 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, and the interceptions happened early in the ball game. That's one thing yeah. I like. He didn't get. He didn't lose his confidence. Yeah. yeah, he bounced back. He's the only player since 1950 with 400 passing yards, three touchdowns in his first career start. It's the most passing yards in Jets history in a player's first career start. It's the first 400 400 yard passing game by Damn. Jets quarterback since Vinny Testaverde in 2000. 21 years. Wow. And I think Mike was undrafted, or he was a late round selection, if I'm not mistaken. Hey man, if Mike if Mike win the next game, I gotta keep the hot hand in, man. Oh no question. Yeah, like I know yeah. we got a rookie. Yeah. I know we hey. got uh, we got what the rookie got? and all that. He's a fifth rounder. Yeah, I got I gotta let him. I gotta let him rock. Man, out. just when he did his first start, that yeah. who they got this week? They got uh, the Jets got uh. Eric, who the Jets got this week? They got. Yeah, uh, man, I think I think uh, the, the quarterback's out for two weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah, Zach, Zach not playing. Mike, Mike is playing again, so it don't matter. But uh, the Jets got on Thursday night national stage. Lord, if they win, if they beat the Colts, number one, I'm not even touching that game gambling wise. I'm staying away from it. They spoil, man. They listen. The Jets ruined so many people parlays this past Sunday. It's pathetic. People, That's people right now still drunk, hungover from the Jets winning that ball game. How they won it? But I just had to think about it too, though, Matt. The Jets. Uh, it's only one what? game. Oh. I think one game that they got really beat. Really no. Bad. Yeah, but and they also beat Tennessee. They beat Tennessee yeah, so they, at home. They, they, they played competitive. But what the, the the spread was? What eleven or something like that? It, it was, was something crazy. Digits. And yeah, I don't, I don't see Cincinnati beat nobody double digits, man. Not, man, I Pat, I just needed Cincinnati to win money line. I didn't want no. Oh, I didn't want okay. give no point. Just you. win. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, it's win. Hey, you see, so Eric, our producer, he loves Carson Wentz for whatever reason. He thinks Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the world ever created. Don't bet against Carson Wentz is what Eric's saying. What? Man, everybody not listening to that. 
I'm taking my. I think Mike White is a better quarterback in the ball game anyway. Thursday night. How about that, Eric? Oh Lord. Nah, I ain't gonna, I'm just talking, but I'm not touching that game. I'm staying away from it. But like you said, if they win, or if he put up numbers again, I might have to keep him in. You know, you know New York, man. You know the media in New York. They already got their little their headlines ready. Like quarterback controversy. That's what the city, that's what Gotham needs right now. Let's yeah. go, Mike White. You just got you caught our attention. Hey, <laughs> offensive player, uh, offensive all things covered award goes to Mike White. Uh, thank you for ruining my parlay, Mike White, and New York football Jets. Thank you. Now it's time for seven questions. Seven questions is where we get a chance to interact with you, the listeners, and the viewers. If you want your question to be answered in the future, leave a question attached to a five star review on Apple Podcasts, and we may get to it on the show. All right, this question comes from Tyler we, Weave Home, Weave Home, Tyler Weave Home on Instagram, on IG. Loudest crowd at a game you ever experienced? Uh, I'm at to go with 2009 Florida versus LSU. Mm. It was the game that Tim Tebow was coming off of a, a concussion. They played Kentucky. And he had a real bad concussion. So I remember, I never forget, I never forget, we coming uh, on campus. So you know how students are when it comes to like big games, they involved. No so I remember them passing around like, you know, uh, it was like signs around the, uh, the school saying that if you're going to come to the game, we're gonna, we want to make this game the next earthquake game. I mean, mm-hmm. LSU, I forgot who they played, but they said the stadium was so loud that they felt the stadium, the stadium actually shaking. Yeah. So they had the signs going around this, that, and the other. So I'm like, you know, I want it because that was one of the, like, that's the historic game in LSU history. So, you know, we roll around, come out. It was like, this is going to be, because they they doing all the, the broadcasting for as far as the news. They really publicizing, like, this is supposed to be, like, the loudest game next to the earthquake game. Yeah. So I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be live. What, ESPN, Saturday night? You know what I mean? Saturday night football. I mean, uh, yeah, Saturday night college football. Um, you know, so we come out there, uh, and I be down the first drive, Mac, bro. The crowd was so loud, man. My ears was like screeching and it was, a really? two, it was to a point in the game in that first quarter, bro. I literally felt like the stadium was shaking. Wow. Like, I'm not even joking. Like it literally, it was so loud to where, cause you know, you know how loud, uh, like you, you next to a speaker or something, you hear like, I hate that noise too. It's just right yeah, in so, your and, yeah. when, and when it continues, it's almost like it's vibrating your, uh, I don't know what it's doing, like, but like something in your eyesight. Mm-hmm. So that's how loud it was that my ears are squeaking so long and so hard to where like, it feel like the stadium was almost in a wave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was the craziest, uh, the craziest experience I've ever had on a football field. And that's the loudest crowd I've ever Did played. you guys win that game? No, nah, man, we lost. I think it was like, 10-6. It was a close game. It, it should have, it was uh it could have been uh freaking Cooper on Chris Hawkins, man. They threw Tim uh, Tebow threw up a uh, a lollipop, bro. Riley Cooper mm-hmm. literally threw down Chris Hawkins, threw him down. No pl- no flag, no PI score because it was in the fourth quarter, it was like two minutes yeah. ago. Score. It was a close game. I know it was, it was like under 15 points mm-hmm. um, by both. No, no, uh, neither team scored over 15 points. I know yeah. that. 13-3 was this, that score. Yeah, 13-3. Yeah, 13-3. 13-3, yeah. And it was, 
that 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 because if we stop it, it was, and I think it was like third down. So at least we give our team a chance, you know, mm-hmm. to to at least score hey. because it was if it was thirteen, so it was six three at the yeah. time. Yeah, and speaking of LSU, you guys need to start calling Mel Tucker. See if y'all can lure him from East Lansing. Who y'all gonna call? We we ain't calling nobody. We we gonna finish on a good note. Okay. We're gonna finish on a good note. You gonna see? <laughs> For me, I'll I'll say uh, watch what I tell. You. We gonna finish on a good note. <laughs> y'all played hard last week though. Yeah, we should. Y'all had an opportunity hard. to win that one. Yeah, we had multiple opportunities to win that. Yeah. One. Don't, don't stop me on that. <laughs> I know you ain't watching the game with nobody, so. <laughs> yeah, I was by myself watching the game. I know. Yeah. yeah. yeah I just, just one of them days. Just one of them uh. days. 2008 season, playoffs, Pittsburgh, AFC Championship game. The final, game, not game saving, but game winning interception return for a touchdown by Troy. Hinesfield mm-hmm. went to a whole nother level when it came to noise. That right there was like, the stadium was moving. Fans were jumping so much, the, the stadium was moving. Yeah, You can kind of, you, you slowly saw the, mo- the, the movement in the stands because fans were going crazy. And when he scored that touchdown, not to mention, that basically sealed our, our fate in going to another Super Bowl, but it was against Baltimore. Mm. So we played Baltimore three times that year and beat them three times. I don't know if that's ever been done before. It might not ever been done ever be done again to be done again. But when that happened, Pat B, oh my goodness. Man, they went from it was already loud, but when he picked that ball up, level. man, it went to a whole nother level. And that was the loudest stadium. I think I now I, I go I go to Gainesville. Florida Stadium is pretty loud. Yeah, Florida Clemson. do get loud. I played in there a couple of times. Clemson Stadium is pretty loud. You know, it used to be a loud stadium too, the old Orange Bowl where the Hurricanes played at. Yeah, I know. I've been to a game there, but I never played yeah. in the game. Yeah, that used to get super loud. But uh, I'll go uh, Pittsburgh, 2008 playoffs, uh, 2009 playoffs, uh, AFC Championship game, loudest for me. Uh, so appreciate that question coming from Tyler. Uh, wife home, with home. Thank you again. Make sure you leave a five-star review attached to your question. We might try to get to it on the show. We want to remind everyone that you can find us on Instagram at All Things Covered Pod. Make sure you give us a follow as well. Each week, we give clues for our next guest, and the first person to guess correctly gets a follow and a shout-out on the pod. Shout-out to Matt O'Brien 311 for correctly guessing Adam Thielen. Again, follow us at All Things Covered Pod for the very, very best content from the show. That is it for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening and watching. We'll be back Thursday where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.